WYTI invites you to stay tuned for My Brother's Crossing. My Brother's Crossing is a program centered around obedience, love, forgiveness, and hope that we pray will encourage and strengthen you in your walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here are JT and Terry Lee Clark, servant leaders of My Brother's Crossing. Good Sunday morning to everyone and welcome to this week's broadcast of the My Brother's Crossing radio show. My name is J.T. Clark, and I'm a servant leader with our ministry, My Brother's Crossing. And unfortunately, uh, Terry Lee Clark, my wife, is unable to be with me for this broadcast. But uh, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, what what a wonderful day we have uh, lined up ahead of us. And we hope that your Sunday will be just as grand and glorious in the Lord as well. Uh, if you're a first-time listener tuning into this radio broadcast for the first time, we, we often like to acknowledge uh, WYTI Radio for, for giving us this platform, for allowing us to, to use this to share gospel messages, uh, messages of encouragement, uh, thoughts on uh, Bible verses and scripture, and, and just what the Lord is doing uh, through our ministry. And if you've been tuning in uh, in previous uh, Sundays, we just want to thank you for continuing uh, to be a part of our, our ministry uh, through this broadcast. And we invite you to visit our website, mybrotherscrossing.org. Uh, reach out to us and connect with us on Facebook uh, at, at My Brothers Crossing. And uh, we, we, we enjoy hearing from those of you that, that listen to this program and connect with our ministry in one way or another. Uh, it's been a, a full weekend. Uh, it's been an amazing weekend so far. Uh, I'm recording this on Sunday morning at 7.30 as uh, we prepare to depart for Pulaski County this morning for a church service at a, at a church there in the community. And uh, you know, our, our weekend really kind of got off uh, to a fast start uh, Friday morning. And uh, by the time it's done tonight, we will have traveled 1,400 miles uh, this weekend. And we're just thankful for the opportunities that God has made available to us to again, share his messages and uh, to just serve to encourage people in their own walks and introduce others to a relationship with the living God. Uh, on, on Friday morning, uh, we left Boone's Mill and traveled to Axton, Virginia, where we lead a Bible study at 7 a.m. at the Men's Hope Center uh, down in Axton. Uh, the Hope Center is a Christ-centered, resident-based uh, treatment call it a treatment program if you want, but uh, it's, it's to help people through addiction by developing a relationship uh, with Jesus Christ. And, and so we lead a Bible study there, typically from 7 to 8, 7 to 8.30, something along those lines. And, and uh, when we left there on Friday morning, we then came back to Boone's Mill and then left for Greenville, Pennsylvania. Uh, Greenville is a community about an hour north of Pittsburgh in the northwest part of the state, maybe within a half hour uh, of Lake Erie. And uh, we were invited to come up there to a, a different Hope Center. Uh, it's a sister facility to the one in Axton. Uh, we were invited to come up there and minister to the men uh, that are, are in uh, residence at that facility. On Friday night, we had the privilege of, of speaking with not only the men at the facility, but their families that uh, gathered either in person or over a Zoom call. And uh, we got to follow that up with uh, some fellowship Friday night. And then Saturday morning, we were invited to the uh, resident's house. Uh, we had breakfast with them. Again, more time in fellowship. Uh, we sang some 
praise and worship songs together, and uh, we also uh, minister to them before departing back uh, for for Boone's Mill. And we arrived home last night. I guess it was about uh, 10:30 or so when we when we got back to Boone's Mill uh, Saturday night, and now uh, heading out for Pulaski this morning. Uh, we'll probably be on the road by uh, quarter after eight. And uh, we'll go down there and, and minister at a church. And then at the end of that, we'll come back to Boone's Mill, meet up with another man, and we'll finish our day by driving to Richmond for some training that uh, we have the opportunity to participate. So it's been, a, like I said, a full weekend. And it's been a weekend that was in question as recently as Wednesday. Uh, and uh, Wednesday night, uh, we, we were kind of assessing what was planned for the weekend and some of the stuff had been on the calendar for, for, for months, uh, going back to, as far back as January, and some of it had been more recent addition. And um, on Wednesday night, I was looking at our account and, and uh, wondering if, if it was going to be possible for us to do what we believe God had called us to do for this weekend. You see, our bank account uh, for our ministry was down to 15 cents. Uh, over the last 10 days or so, there have been a number of needs expressed to our ministry. Uh, a couple of people have been uh, burned out of their homes. Uh, there was some issues with some uh, utility bills that others were having difficulty with. Uh, some food supplies that we were trying to get people connected to and, and unfortunately had depleted our account. And on Wednesday night as I went to bed, knowing that we had a limited amount of funds, I was limited 15 cents in our account, I was wondering uh, one of two things. And the first I thought was, did we overreach in trying to help others uh, over the past uh, week and a half or so? Um, because we, we used what was available to us for this weekend, we had, we had gone through it. Or... Uh, was this weekend, as we had it planned on our schedule, really what God intended for us? Was this within his will for us? And when we went to bed, we just were wondering both sides of that same coin. And uh, Thursday morning, I awoke uh, with along with my wife. And, and uh, she did not tell me this Thursday morning, but later in the day, she would reveal to me that God had laid it on her spirit that he was going to provide uh, sometime uh, that day. And uh, sure enough, uh, I headed to the post office uh, Thursday morning and, and checked our, our ministry mailbox. And inside there were three, there were three checks for our ministry. And uh, the total of the checks was $950. I uh, called my wife and I said, you, you, you may not believe this, but it, the money uh, has come in. Uh, it's come in. It came in the form of, of two checks and a money order. Uh, those could be deposited in our account on, on Thursday, and we would have access to it on Friday that would cover the, the gas cost that's necessary for the trip. It would cover the one night of hotel lodging uh, that we would have. It would cover our food expense uh, traveling up and back. And, uh, you know, don't no, no worries. Uh, God has made a way through the obedience of the people that had already sent this in. We had not shared with anybody our situation, our predicament, but these individuals had had it on their spirit to, to move in our regard. Uh, yet another person 
uh, from Delaware had sent a $75 contribution to our ministry through, through PayPal. And so we, we had um, money come to us from Delaware. We had uh, two checks come to us from Pulaski County. And yet uh, the money order came to us from a man who happens to be incarcerated. Uh, we don't typically accept funds from people who are incarcerated. Uh, but in this case, we, we have made an exception uh, because when we got uh, the first contribution from this individual, we reached out to the, end of the, the man's wife and explained to her what we had received and wanted to make sure we were not taking food off of the table uh, for her and her children. And her response to us, please accept it. I've been praying this for my husband uh, for some time, and this is just showing me where he's at. So please use it for the work of your ministry. And so here it was, we received, uh, we received this, these funds that allowed us to make the trip. It served as confirmation for us that not only have we not overreached in the 10 days leading up to this, but it was confirmation that this is in fact what God had planned for us to do all along, uh, making these trips on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So we're ever thankful. Uh, it, it's always comforting to feel like we're walking in God's will for our lives and and in our ministry work, and, and uh, you know, that's that's kind of our mindset has always been. We want to make sure we're doing his, what he would have for us. We want to go where he says go, do what he says do, and speak what he says speak. And uh, this this was just a, um, a a confirmation of that. And and, and as the day wore on Thursday, uh, we had yet a couple of more contributions come into our ministry. So we've already had a couple of jurisdictions in Virginia and, and, and a contribution come from Delaware where we had a contribution come from a man in Tennessee and yet another contribution come into our ministry on Thursday from Floyd County. And uh, so we were, we were well taken care of uh, and we're excited about, uh, again, what, what God, the opportunity today at the church in, in Parrot, Virginia, which is in Pulaski County, uh, came about um, back in January we had been invited to go to Nashville, Tennessee, uh, to a conference for the uh, Fellowship of Raceway Ministries. And we were only loosely connected to this organization uh, through the Martinsville Speedway and the folks that operate Raceway Ministries there. And I was kind of surprised to get the invitation to come uh, travel there. And again, knowing that we, we are a ministry of limited means and, and not sure that this was the right thing for us, uh, we shared with the invitation, the person that invited us, we shared with them that we really weren't in position to spend money this way. And they said, well, there's no worries because your expenses have been covered. Uh, just uh, come on come on and go with us if your schedule will allow. We want to introduce you to some, some folks uh, there at that conference. And so uh, we, we traveled there and uh, on the, I think it was the 20th of January, as we, as we made the trip, I received a phone call from a man uh, who shared with me uh, that he had received a copy of our book as a gift for Christmas some some three weeks prior. Uh, this is back in January. So uh, apparently his daughter had been to an event at the New River Valley Fairgrounds in November where we had been invited to set up as a vendor, uh, as a ministry at this event, we were there to minister to people. We also had copies of our book and our DVD. Uh, I don't actually, we didn't have our DVD yet, but copies of our book and some other uh, information that we were handing out as part of that event. And this young lady had apparently picked up a copy of our book as a gift for her father for Christmas. 
uh, he had read the book and was so moved by the story in it that he took it to his pastor. And after they talked about it, uh, they decided they would reach out to see if we would consider uh, traveling there to speak to their congregation. And, and the man that called me, he said, look, your story is very powerful. I'd love for you to share it, but we're a small church. Um, how, how big of a church do we, you know, how big of an audience, how big, of, how many people do we have to have uh, before you'd co uh, consider coming speaking? And our answer is always the same when we get asked that question. Uh, we will come for one. Uh, there is no expectation that there's any, any guarantee of a size. We've been to churches as small as seven people. Uh, and we've been in front of 700. Uh, we, don't, we don't consider that. We will come for one. When we go minister at the jail, we tell the guys at the jail, look, we, we'll come for one of you. Uh, if you all happen to be interested in what we have to share, that's great. But, uh, but, but it's not going to stop us if, if just one uh, might be receptive to what we have to share. So the same principle applies. And, and then he went on to ask, well, how much do you charge to come? And, and I, uh, again, our answer is always the same when we get asked that question. There is no charge. We don't ask for anything and we don't expect anything. Uh, some have suggested that we should ask for, you know, our expenses to be covered. Uh, but we're trusting God that he's going he's gonna to move in our circumstance and move in our situation just as he did on Wednesday to Thursday of this week. We, we just simply want to go where we believe God has made a way. We've never called and asked any place, can we come? And we don't ask for anything in return for visiting. Uh, and, and it's just been a, um, so, so at that point, he said, uh, let's, let's pick a date. We picked April 24th, uh, not knowing at that point that we would be making this round trip to, uh, to Greenville, Pennsylvania uh, in the hours preceding. So uh, it is uh, a full, full weekend, but we're so excited to be, have this opportunity down in Pulaski County. My brother had served as an emergency manager in Pulaski County. So getting opportunities in the communities where my brother had and his wife had had an impact, um, it's, it's a special privilege. And we, you know, we value each opportunity regardless of where they are, but there's a, oftentimes a special connection where, where the invitations come from. And, and we're very excited uh, about that. Um, I want to read uh, a couple of verses this morning out of Romans. Uh, it's ver chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Many people are familiar with these uh, verses, but uh, I just want to talk about it for a few minutes uh, after reading the verses. And, and Paul writes in verse 1, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Most gracious and heavenly Father, I come to you this morning thankful that you reveal your will to, uh, you reveal your will to Terry Lee and me, Father. Uh, you reveal it through your written word. You reveal it through the unction and the urging and the leading, guiding, directing of your Holy Spirit, Father. Uh, it is abundantly clear to us uh, the places that you would have us go, uh, Father. And, and we just want to remain ever obedient uh, to your will. We want to test 
we want to test that the, the, the leading and guiding of the Spirit against your word to be sure it's in line with what you've directed us to do, Father. Uh, it is so easy for our minds to get directed, redirected to places that are not of you. But we cannot be conformed to this world, but we need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And we're thankful for the Holy Spirit. We're thankful for what your son Jesus Christ did on the cross for us. We're thankful that he was resurrected and got up out of that grave, uh, Father. And, and we just look forward to the, the next few minutes of this program. Uh, we hope it brings you glory and honor. And we hope that just one part of this program would serve to touch the heart and mind of just one person that's listening uh, here this morning. And it's in your precious and holy son, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Amen. And so uh, this idea that we cannot be conformed uh, to the circumstances of this world and, and, and uh, the idea that um, I need to offer myself as a living sacrifice to do the work of Christ, it's my reasonable service. It's my reasonable service. This is uh, what I am called to do because of what he's done for me. And so uh, just the, the Galatians, Paul writes to, to uh, the folks in uh, the Galatians, he writes uh, about the fruit of the Spirit, the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. And one of those is self-control. His, his word uh, and his spirit has a characteristic that we can have self-control because his spirit dwells within us. And so because his spirit is in me and because a characteristic of the spirit is self-control, I get to choose what I think. I get to choose how I feel. I get to choose how I respond to certain things and specific situations. And we have to be, well, I have to be mindful of how I am responding to those things, the things I'm thinking. And when I have thoughts that are not of God, when I am, am, am finding myself thinking on things that are not of him, I have to take control of those thoughts and replace those thoughts with things that are of God. Uh, and because I have the Holy Spirit dwelling in me, I have the ability to do it. Uh, sometimes I'm quicker to do it. And sometimes I'm, uh, I'm a slower to do it. And it reflects in, in my mannerisms. It reflects in the things I say. It reflects in my actions. And, uh, and so... Just have, knowing that I have that power in me lets me get to that place quicker when things are, are going in a route that are not of God. Uh, believe it or not, um, I struggle with, uh, with circumstances in my life where I find myself being pulled to the world, uh, being conformed to the world. And I've got to make a stand. I've got to put my foot down and say, no, not today. I'm not going to think that today. I'm not going to be that today. And, and make a choice to do something different that's in line with God's word. Which brings us to this point. In order for me to do God's will, in order for me to do the work that God has called us to do, I have to know his word. And yes, it's true. I do not know everything that's in the Bible. I don't have full understanding of everything. Uh, but I do have an understanding of some of it. And so the parts that I do understand, that's what I need to be obedient until I mature and grow in other areas. So don't I can't allow the fact that I don't know it all uh, to stop me from being obedient to the parts that I do know. It's my living sacrifice. I have to be a living sacrifice for what? It's a reasonable service. It's a reasonable service because Christ went to the cross and died for my sins and made a way for me to be reconciled back to the Father. It is now incumbent upon me. It's important that I live a life in front of other people, not 
look at me, not look at how holy I am, but simply looking, um, living a life that points people to Christ and simply say, this is what he did for me. This is what he did for me today. This is what he's doing in my life right now. This is how he's moving in my circumstance and allowing me to be evidence of his love, light, and truth because he is the way. He is the life. He is, he is the way to be reconciled back to the Father. Um, I, you know, I used to idea, like the idea of a Savior, but I wasn't so much interested in, um, in God being Lord over my life. I wanted this part of it, but this part of it, I wanted to keep at arm's length. I, I didn't have an interest in, in walking in relationship with the living God. And that's where I'm at now. Uh, I desire a, a relationship with the one who created me. I desire a relationship with the one who went to the cross for me. And I desire a relationship with the one who leads now leads, guides, and directs my life, the Holy Spirit. And it has just been uh, truly transformational. And uh, again, if you go back to this, uh, to the scripture, do not be conformed to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's not okay for me to sit and fester in things that are not of God. I have got to uh, find, um, find, when I find myself in those situations, I've got to uh, replace those thoughts with things that are, are of God. And if I find myself having stumbled, if I find myself having uh, committed an act or, or uh, behaved in a way inconsistent with what the word of God says, I've got to repent for those things and I've got to make them right. Uh, and, and so it's, it's an ever, uh, never ending cycle, so to speak. Uh, hopefully I get better in my walk. Hopefully I grow and mature in my walk and I don't stay when I stumble, I don't stay down as long as I did once upon a time, uh, even in the beginning of my faith journey. Uh, I get back up and I pick up my cross and I follow him. That, that's another passage. It's in a couple of the Gospels, but uh, the one in Luke, uh, it's chapter 9, verse 23, talks about uh, Jesus is telling his disciples that if anybody wants to be my disciple, they've got to deny themselves, pick up their cross daily and follow me. That's, that's a tall order. That's a tall order to deny myself. That means I've got to set aside the things that I want to do. That means I've got to set aside the things that my flesh wants. I've got to set aside the things that might bring comfort to me, that might bring a, a, a certain, uh, I don't know, joy. Uh, that's not really kind of the word I'm looking for, but it might bring a certain satisfaction to me. Uh, I've got to deny that and pick up my cross. Well, what's my cross? It's the things I struggle with. I've got to pick up those things that I struggle with. And in spite of the struggle, in spite of the burden that I have in that circumstance, I've got to pick it up, carry it and follow him to where he would have me go. Uh, I will tell you that the things that I struggle with, I would sometimes rather just pull the covers up over my head and call it a day. I don't want to do this today. Uh, but, but you've called me to this. You've done this for me. Uh, it's a reasonable service that I will do this for your kingdom. And that sometimes takes us to places that uh, the jail, uh, for instance, or the, uh, the treatment center, um, places that I never, ever saw prior to coming to this relationship, ever saw that I would ever be willingly uh, willing to go. Um, you know, we, we had the privilege a couple of weeks ago to be at the Martinsville Speedway. 
Now, that's not unusual to find me at the, at the racetrack. That's been a, an interest in my life for some time now. But the difference uh, of a couple of weeks ago is I spent three days, three long days, Thursday, Friday, and, and most of the day on Saturday at the Martinsville Speedway while the race was going on, and I did not see a single lap of the race because I wasn't there for, for me. I wasn't there for my enjoyment of, of watching the race. I was there to serve others who were there uh, for that purpose. And so that's just one of the ways that God has moved in my circumstance uh, to deny myself. Uh, he, he's given me an opportunity to deny myself, pick up my cross and follow him. And by following him, that, that gives me the opportunity to love on people. I will tell you seven years ago, I did not like people. Uh, seven years ago, I, I didn't want to be around people. I wanted to be by myself. If I had to be around people because of my job, because of circumstances in my life, I would do it, but it wasn't something I embraced. And, and the last two years of this pandemic have been hard because many people have wanted to stay isolated and separate from uh, each other. And, and, and I, it, it was painful for me. Seven years ago, it would have been no problem. But, but in, recent, in recent years, it's, uh, I love people. And, um, you know, people, people are hurting. This world is sucking the life, literally sucking the life out of people. The drugs that are, have been have become pervasive in our communities, uh, the attitudes that we have towards one another, it's, it's nauseating, it's painful to watch and observe. And I just thank God he's given me a new heart. Uh, Psalm 51.10, create in me a, a new heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. Uh, I have to pray that every day, surrender Surrender my will for his will, exchange it for his, what he wants me to do. And, and so just to have this opportunity to live, love, and speak truth in the lives of other people, wherever that takes us, it could be at the gas pump at the, at the local gas station, or it could be in the grocery store, or it could be in a church sanctuary. Uh, and, and so I'm just um, overjoyed by the opportunities. I, I'm overjoyed by the transformation that's taken root in my life, a transformation that I did not see coming. I was not looking for it. I was not, uh, I didn't have a desire for it. I made fun of people that had a faith. Uh, understand that six and a half, seven years ago, I would make fun of people that chose to go to church. Um, and, and my brother's passing saved my life. Uh, it's, it's difficult to wrap my mind around. Um, but my brother talked to me about his faith for years he lived it out in front of me. He wanted me to have this relationship and I rejected it. When, when him and his wife were missionaries in China, uh, they would call back to our family to talk on Skype. They used the technology to stay connected to the family. And I refused to accept a call from him uh, because I didn't like this part of his life. Uh, I didn't like the fact that he had picked up and, and moved out of uh, the United States to go minister to people in a foreign land that he did not know uh, I, I was um, missing uh, and feel, felt like he was, he was robbing us of our relationship. And as a result, uh, I, I uh, figuratively speaking, was killing him uh, by not taking his call and not staying in relationship with him. And uh, the, the amazing thing about my brother is when he returned to China, he, he did not hold that against me one second. The first time he saw me, he put his arms around me and told me he loved me. That's the love of Christ, folks. Uh, that's the love of Christ that we're called to have for those of, you that, of us that are in this faith walk. 
And, and so I, I just um, want to challenge you as, as you walk out your faith uh, to take those thoughts that are, that are not of God, take them captive, and replace them with thoughts that are of God. Know some scripture that you can say, that's not true. I'm not going to believe it. I'm going to stand on this. This is what I believe for my life. This is who I believe God says I am. This is the way I want to live. And, and and do that in small incremental ways. And before you know it, uh, before you know it, you're walking out uh, your faith with our, our living Savior. I'm excited for this day. I'm excited for what uh, God has for us. Uh, we will be serving, um, we will be attending training in Richmond uh, for chaplaincy. Uh, and um, that'll start tonight and go through Wednesday. So we're looking forward to what God has for us in that. And uh, just excited about uh, the, the, the closing out this weekend strong and seeing what he has for us in this new week ahead. And so we just want to uh, thank God for this and, and thank you for tuning in this morning. I'm going to close with a prayer. Um, most gracious and heavenly Father, I thank you again for this opportunity on this Sunday morning, Father. I thank you for uh, stirring in me uh, a desire to be evidence of your light and love, Father. I just hope that something that was shared today will serve to touch just one, that they may think about their own walk. They may think about a relationship with you in a different way, and that would cause them to step out in faith and do something that's out of their comfort zone. Uh, that their mind would be renewed, they would not be conformed to this world, but that their mind would be renewed and they would choose differently uh, to be evidence of that in the life of somebody else and that you would move in a magnificent way to show the fruit of that, uh, the fruit that we bear when we walk in fellowship with you. I just want to just pray these things in your precious and holy son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you and I hope you have a great week. You've been listening to My Brother's Crossing on WYTI. We invite you to tune in again next Sunday at 1030 a.m. for My Brother's Crossing with J.T. and Terry Lee Clark, servant leaders of My Brother's Crossing. Love God, love people.